Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Kate Zeinard. And I'm Meg Healy. Today on the podcast, we're talking about pattern hacks, why we love them, and how to get started with them. Then, by special request from listener Danica, we're going to talk about the funny mistakes we made as beginner sewists. Then we'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we begin, how are we? We are, um, is it 2021 yet? Because I feel like I've been home forever. (laughs) How was our weekend? (laughs) Well, I am pretty excited because this weekend I actually managed to sew something. Um, I was cutting out a pair of Pagosa pants on our Instagram Live last Friday, and um, mm-hmm. I actually managed to get them all the way sewn. They're done and ready to wear, and I'm super excited because, as you all know, I've been in a sewing slump, and so I'm just so excited that I actually managed to complete something. It's my first pair of anything, or first anything I've sewn for myself all year. So um, all that year, wasn't for work. Real, I all guess, year, yeah. You know, yeah. What I mean, is- I've done a few masks. I guess yeah. that counts, and I have a dress that I made for. For so long, um, but this is yeah, the first some, thing. You've made some magazine projects. Yes, the first. This is the first thing I've made for myself. That's not yeah for uh, work yeah, yeah. Um, or a mask. I guess the mask is for myself, but um, I, I just I feel like it's really a step. Yeah. <laughs> it's really an accomplishment. Oh no, totally. yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah. Hoping the sewing slumps over, you guys. I know. Can't yay, wait to yay. see what you make next. <laughs> yes, I've got some thoughts, but we'll talk about that later. Nice. Awesome. I spent a lot of time sewing this weekend, too. I wasn't planning on it. Um, but on Friday, I just got super inspired um, and kind of couldn't stop myself. And I sewed up two scrappy Antero box tops. Um, sorry, that was the Antero shell tops. Um super fun. I was just using my scraps and kind of winging it. And I don't know, it was really, it was kind of experimental and just kind of, it was an, it was super fun to kind of just get lost in the moment a little bit and push everything to the side and just sew a little bit. Um, so yeah, it was kind of awesome. Yeah. I saw those on uh, Instagram and I love them. They look so good. They're they're super fun. I thought at first yeah. they were a little bit too wild for me. There's definitely <laughs> a lot of like pattern and color together that I don't usually um don't usually do, but I don't know. Now I'm kind of living in them. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to be my they're going to be my comeback from quarantine style. Yeah. I'll have all patchwork garments. All patchwork. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're they're very they're very coordinated. You know, you've got you've got your black yeah, and your yeah, neutral yeah. colors and they go together actually they look planned, so um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like try. I could, I could see those like in a boutique for a lot of money. I think they're so cool. I love mm-hmm. them. I want to make some for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go through my scraps. Yeah, scraps, scraps. fun. Scraps yeah. are fun. What do you scraps do this weekend, Meg? Well, I was on the sewing train as well. I sewed. Four tops, a pair of pants, and twenty masks. Oh so wow! I just that's just insane. Not that's amazing. Sewing, yeah. That's a I lot just, of sewing. I know. It, I think on what was it Thursday? I was making a project for um for one of the magazines, and then I was working with embroidery on my uh, machine, and I hadn't do, done a lot of embroidery on my new machine, and then 
I realized how like great it was. And so I started embroidering my willow tank that I made. I embroidered the front of that. And then that spiraled into, oh my God, I already have like my Nini culottes cut out. So I sewed those and I was still in the sewing mood. So I cut out an Entero uh, shell top. And then I love that. I made another one of those and I made your sew your roll top. I just, I couldn't stop sewing. It was great. Well, and here I am yeah. feeling good about sewing one pair of pants. I know. <laughs> and you should feel good. Yeah, but no, I definitely... I feel like the more I sew, the more I want to sew. I want to like, yes. totally, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, I don't was know, feeling, I love that, and I, yeah, I was feeling pretty enthusiastic about jumping into something else, and then a storm rolled in, and I came down with a migraine, so that pretty much stopped that in its tracks. But <laughs> so there, there's yeah, my I excuse. That. I would have sewn more, except migraine. No, you're good. Yeah. Pants are awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when you get in the zone, like it's just – it's really hard to pull out from it. And I just don't yeah. gra- like to gravitate away. Like Julian was was like, you're working too hard. Are you okay? It's like, no, this is what I want to do. Like I don't want to do anything else. Like I'm just – I'm not um, working. I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. He gets, I think he gets confused he, when I am so like I do a lot of sewing for work, but yeah. it's like he doesn't see when I'm sewing, uh, like late at night or on the weekends. He just all lumps it into work in general. I'm like, right. no, like this is also my hobby. And then he's mm-hmm. like, you're working too much. I'm like, no, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try to make yeah. I try to actually differentiate that myself by sewing work stuff during work hours and sewing other yeah. stuff during other hours. Um, yeah, and I don't know if that that does any good, but, um, at least it mentally helps me keep everything separate. Yeah, no, I try and do that as well. Um, same here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a really good, uh, tactic for sure. (laughs) Especially because, especially for work stuff, because, um, I like to get shots of every, like every sewing step and I need the light to come in. So I'm like fighting against the light and it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, so there's that. But yeah, so I can't wait to sew some more. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Shall we hop into our first segment, you guys? Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right. Well, I love this topic. And I think that it's it's a good time to talk about it as people are kind of at home, making the most of what they have with their fabrics, what they have with their patterns, and maybe wanting to do a little bit more with the patterns that they have in their library. I think that um, pattern hacking is something that has been a thing in the sewing community for a long time, but it's definitely seeing people, um, seeing an uptick in popularity as people become more and more confident and more and more experimental. Um, Everything from small changes like the hemline to major design revamps, there's just a lot of experimentation and fun happening right now in sewing, and I kind of love it. So I was curious to hear, Kate and Meg, where you guys fall on the pattern hacking spectrum. Do you do it a lot? Do you do it a little? Do you love it? Do you hate it? What's your take? Um, Okay, well, first of all, I want to ask, just to be sure, when you're talking about pattern hacking, you're talking about mostly style changes, right? Not changes for fit? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So for me, I usually have a set of standard changes I make to a pattern because of my pear shape to make sure that everything fits me right. Um, When it comes to pattern hacking, though, I really I love the idea of it. And I love working on um, articles in the magazine about how to do it. But I almost never actually do it myself. And I'm not 
precisely sure why that is. Sometimes I have the idea and then I just kind of don't implement it. Um, I don't know. So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty on the I don't hack very much scale uh, side of the scale, but uh, I do like I do like the concept of it, and I would like to I don't know learn more and do better. That's what I think. Hmm. How about you, Meg? I think I, I know the answer. Actually, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I love pattern hacking. I think it's so much fun. Um, it's a chance for me to get out my rulers. Like I even, I even have like a, a column in So News about doing the that very thing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pattern play, taking a pattern and you know changing it up. Uh, I find I do more um, pattern hacking when it's like on a whim because I like to pattern hack something that I already know that fits because right. usually pattern hacking, it's um, the same with like pattern making. What well, what I learned in school, you are adjusting the style without adjusting the fit. So there's like different pattern um, making things that you can do because unless you're, yeah, because as you were saying, fitting and pattern hacking, pattern modification are two very different things um, for sure. So yeah, I'm all for pattern hacking. Love it, love it, love it. How about you, Amanda? I, I also know the answer to this. I, yeah, yeah. I love pattern yeah. hacking, but you know, I don't tend to do as involved pattern hacks as Meg does. Mm. Um, okay. I actually, I have a little series on the So Daily blog called yes. Hack Light, which is that. definitely it's definitely my mode for pattern hacking. I will I will pattern hack to a certain point, and I will I love to take basics and kind of revamp them in subtle ways so Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm wearing the same shirt all the time although I'm okay with that too um but (laughs) I definitely I definitely dabble and I and I I feel like as time goes on and I have more and more basics that I know that I will wear um I I definitely find myself expanding out from that and and getting a little bit more experimental um what would you say your hacking style is um, and I guess this one will largely be for Meg. Are you a heavy <laughs> planner or are you more of like a wing it and see? Um, it depends if it's something like, like my wedding, uh, jumpsuit, or if it's like a special occasion, or it's like these pair of like pants that I really want to like custom make it's then I'll plan it out where I actually do a sketch. And then I, um, you know, use that sketch to, um, and pattern blocks to do that. So it depends on, but if I'm just kind of feeling like, feeling like making, you know, a crop pair of, you know, trousers, maybe put a ruffle hem on it and then I'll just like on a whim do it. But I guess it Mm -hmm. uh, depends on, uh, but I like doing both. I tend to do right now, uh, I tend to do more of just on a whim, just like kind of see how it goes. Like I just kind of have an idea and I just whip out the, retrace the pattern to just do it and see if it works and, um, so yeah, depends. How about you? Yeah, I definitely do both. Yeah. I plan it out and then something inevitably goes wrong and <laughs> I wing it and come up with a resolution on the spot, um, and make it work. I, yeah, I think I do. I think I do a little bit of both. I, it, again, it depends on how involved the hack is. If it's just something like, um, something small, then I, yeah. I don't really plan it out. And I've, I've tried to become a little bit more formal about my pattern hacking. Like before, like I would just lay two patterns on top of each other and try mm-hmm. and kind of meld them together and cut <laughs> yeah. around that. Like, and now I will actually 
trace it out on paper first nice. and and but which is nice because then I can go back and remake the hack. Um, oh, for and sure. Know yeah. And know that I'll get a good result. But that's not something I always do. Um, Meg, I'm I'm curious to know, too, do you. Yeah, I'm curious to hear your answer. When you make something for the first time, do you hack it or do you do you like to make something one time through following the instructions as it is on the pattern envelope and then um, hack it the next time? It really depends. Like if I'm uh, if I have like a runway inspiration or I have like a sketch that I want to do, I'll just scroll through and find a pattern that's kind of close and then I'll just hack it right from there. Um, but I usually don't if, if I make a pattern really to the original, it's because I really like the original style and I'll make it once and then it'll be like, oh, that was easier. I really, usually it's if I really like the fit of it, then I will go back and hack it. If I just like the style originally, then I'll make it as is. But if I'm, you know, for a pattern play column, if I'm, you know, have a certain inspiration or something, I'll just kind of go right into the, right into the hack. So, Yeah. Yeah, I cannot remember what pattern it was. Um, I'll have to do some digging, but I feel like there are at least two or three patterns that I've never made them how they're supposed to look. <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. keep hacking yeah. them. And, you, just, you just keep hacking them. Oh my gosh. You know, totally. and Roscoe blouse might be that for you, actually, because yeah, I don't I've think you've ever made thing. it with the full sleeves. I think the first one you I made have, had sleeves that had been less voluminized yeah I, d I have but I had to make them shorter for to fit my yardage which is another thing I definitely pattern hack around my yardage oh, to mm -hmm. fit yardage totally. all the time yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah fun things do you do you have a favorite kind of pattern that you like to hack I feel like the Entero shell is going to be my new go-to yeah. for for hacking. I know Super that's hackable. what you used uh, on your patchy one, and I like so two of my tops uh, this weekend. I made were was that pattern, and I'm completely obsessed with it. Like I knew it would be great. Like I know you've made it a bunch of times, and I sewed it, and yeah, it looks kind of like like a, a square when you make yeah. it, but then you put it on. But the way it drapes on your body and like how it. I love like a, it's like a tank, but a t-shirt, well, it still covers my arm. Like I'm really like, I like my arms covered, but not too, it's like the perfect. And I'm going to literally just, I just want to, all I want to do is just make hacks of it. I want to try different necklines, like adding like, like sleeve, like bands like you have, and then adding like gathered ruffles to the bottom. Like I'm, um, but yeah, definitely like a blank canvas, like something with like yeah. a, it's really fun to play with like panel lines. I love doing that and like color mm -hmm. blocking uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes I buy a pattern because I love the look of how it looks on the envelope, yeah. but I also know I can yeah. hack the heck out of that thing. Oh, like the Wixton yeah. shift um, is really uh, a great pattern on its own, there's a top and a dress, but there are just so many ways that you can hack it. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, and I feel like that's, you know, added value for me um, to be, to know going in that I'm want to hack something mm -hmm. um, in a bunch of different ways. Um, mm -hmm. When, when do you, when, what's your line for when a pattern hack is too big? It's like, you know, you want to make something, 
you've got like an inspiration, a starting place, and you think, well, I could hack this, but I'll have to do this and this and this uh, and this and this to get it to that point. So do you have a do you have a a line in the sand when it comes to hacks being too big? For me, when it becomes to that point, I just make it work because I've already in so deep. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, no I, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. If I, there's all these lines and then I need to like rotate darts. I need to eliminate yeah. darts and like, um, but then, yeah, I, I've already spent all this time ta- like searching for that pattern, printing it out, doing all the, like do, and I could never just be like, all right, maybe this won't work. I hate admitting failure. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate giving up. Uh, but definitely, yeah, there should be. I guess my beginning, like pattern drafting, hacking, I would do that a lot more often. Now I'm a lot more experienced where I can just know that uh, it'll work better on one pattern than the other. And a lot of times what I do is I'm very like imaginative, like um, I need to see things too. So a lot of times I just like look at the pattern pieces on the computer screen before I even like print it out. And I can kind of like mentally like look at it and draft, draft with my eyes (laughs) and see if it would work or not. Um, So not recently, but definitely that has happened before uh, for sure. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, I think that a lot of my hacks happen because I've looked for the pattern and the pattern doesn't exist yet. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I know that I want this certain thing with these lines and it doesn't exist. So I'll find like the next closest thing and know that I can adjust it Mm -hmm. um, from there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that brings up a good point. And I feel like it's, it's been, there's a learning curve for hacking. Um, What do you think are good skills to have if this is something you want to, to jump into as a, as a sewist? Ooh, ooh, I can actually talk to that one. Yeah. Um, I think say something. <laughs> Yay. Um, so Yay. I think I think it's important to be able to look at a pattern piece and kind of see what it is and how it goes how it's gonna yeah. fit together with the rest of mm-hmm. the pattern. I know I was putting together my um my pants yesterday and I was thinking I, I wasn't I didn't use any instructions. I've just put them together and I've I've done those pans before, so that was no issue for me. But um I was sitting there thinking, you know, somebody who doesn't really know how to sew, who had never sewn pants before, might look at the pattern pieces and be like, How does this turn into right. pants? Um yeah. and you know, we've been doing it long enough that we can look at a pair of pat uh, pant patterns and be like, Oh, I, I know how that turns into pants. But I think that that is something you kind of have to be able to do in order to hack is you have to s- be able to see how things are going to go together. Yeah. Um, because if you don't understand that, then changing them and still having them go together is not going to happen. Yeah. Cause then yeah. there's the point where I guess if you're not, ex- if you are a very instruction follower, right, and you do hacks, there, it's like when do you sew that hack into it in the sewing? Mm-hmm. So you have to have like a, a process to not, you have to let go of the pattern instructions to a certain right. point because you'll have to, you know, accommodate for 
something that you've adjusted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about that before. I guess because I just never myself, I never look at the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, and that's because you know it so well. But I'll tell you, no, when I'm sewing yeah. Berta, I, I mean, when I'm when I'm sewing Berta patterns, I have to look at the instructions because Berta patterns tend to be weird shaped, and I have more trouble telling how to put them together. Um, but you know, it and and that that is a thing. The more complicated the pattern, the harder it is to do that. Um, which is uh-huh. why. If I do any hacking anytime soon, it's going to be on fairly simple patterns where it's very easy to see how they go together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say something along those same lines, like having sewing order knowledge, like knowing the order of the steps Mm -hmm. so you can know where to kind of insert your changes. And I think also like maybe knowing enough about fit to know that if you're if your hack, if your change is going to alter the fit, yes, which is right. something that I think um, surprises me <laughs> yes. still, you know, yeah. um, th- that it, you know, a change affects the drape or affects the fit in some way yep. that you hadn't anticipated. Um, but I think it's also like you have to kind of, you do have to let go. You have to be a little bit more experimental mm-hmm. and be willing to fail because yeah. um, I've had, I think most of my bigger fails have come from pattern hacking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that can be, it totally. can be really disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you kind of need to know that ahead of time. So, yeah. um, and I don't, I also, I, I think I don't pattern hack back to back like I will I will take a break from it and do something Mm -hmm. that I know is going to work out and then maybe I'll jump into something a little bit more experimental than go back to something I know is gonna you know and kind of go back and forth because I think that doing pattern hack after pattern hack um while it's fun and you learn a lot Uh it's um yeah you're just I feel like there are always surprises um even if you've planned things out really well and we can we can get into that a little bit um do you have a favorite hack of all time meg oh well what i do a lot of times is my favorite go-to hack is eliminating darts into style lines Mm because you can transform a dart like you just extend the dart tip into um a seam line and then you trace out each section um with the dart leg on either side. And that's my favorite one to do because I hate sewing darts. I I don't mm-hmm. even really like the look of darts sometimes in my garments. Like um surprisingly the willow uh dart placement on my willow tank, they're they're perfect. They actually like hit at my my bust. Sometimes they're like way up there and I'm like, oh no, I'm <laughs> I think uh, I need yeah. a better bra. <laughs> exactly. I am 100 percent wearing a willow and I'm 100 percent checking my uh my dart location <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I, and just found that I, one of my um, uh, darts is coming apart and I need to resew it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh, or uh, again, I love to add pleats to things. I love to slash things up and separate it, add pleats. So either like eliminating darts through style lines um, and yeah. And also like adding, like even just finishing details can be a hack too. Like sometimes I don't, I'm not a huge fan of sewing bias strips as finishings. I like facings. And so if something Mm. doesn't have a facing, they're so easy to draft yourself and just trace off and just face, uh, face an edge. Um, 
But yeah, I will say too, like I like to also hack tops and dresses, et cetera. But as you were saying, Amanda, you need to know how things can affect fit. I know, and we'll get into this later on, but like some oopsies, like beginning, yeah. if you take a top pattern and it's a woven and you just continue this it down straight, but it's narrow enough, it doesn't go past your hip line. If the top, do, it's right. going to be, mm-hmm. you can't wiggle it past your, your butt. So there's like, you need to, those are some considerations as well. So definitely practice totally makes perfect. And I mean, I suggest if you want to get into it too, like there's so awesome books, uh, on, on pattern making and pattern hacking. Um, for sure. I know. Like for me, I went to like, it was a whole class in school. Um, and it was cool. just like so eye opening. I remember we would have like, I took three years of in fashion school and every semester we had like every week, I think it was like eight hours or so of pattern making classes a week. Like it, there's just so much to learn and it's just so, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, I, I think that my favorite kind of hack is like combining patterns like oh, taking I the sleeve from this and putting it over here <gasps> there's a um, yes. I just did a blog post on so daily about I use the aster body which is like a button-up um blouse from Colette patterns and I added the Roscoe blouse sleeves uh-huh. for a little bit more volume uh-huh. and I do that a whole bunch um I've hacked the Nini culottes like 72 different ways oh I um, need to do some research I need to you do, know, do a Insta deep dive on yours yeah. to see all the ways I can make I mean, my ninis. They're they're all subtle changes, but again, like but ways still. to make them, you know, feel like a different pair of pants. Um, yeah. I did just undertake my biggest pattern hack, which was to create a boiler suit from a button up oh. shirt and overalls, and um, and I made one, and it was a it was a pattern hack success, and I love it, and it was totally. One where I, um, it's the Cali shirt and the Roberts collection dungarees. Um, and it worked, it was great, but then I, um, I combined the patterns and then I realized I needed a little bit of waistline shaping. So I kind of had to come up with some creative solutions, but in the end, like I really, it was exactly what I wanted in my head. And then I made another one, um, in a, a slightly thicker fabric. It was a twill um, cause I wanted it to kind of be like a fall, early spring weight boiler uh-huh. suit. And that one is probably my biggest pattern hacking fail actually. Um, oh, really? because it just, I, everything went together super smoothly. I had done all the math right, but the fabric just yeah didn't act the same as the first one I made, which was in a lighter weight linen. So it's currently timeout. That's, that's also the one that, um, is brown (laughs) and has the, um, UPS delivery person vibes. So, um, (laughs) that one's, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm, what I'm going to do with it, but, um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest pattern hacking fail. Do you have one of those on your list, Meg? Oh, fail? Um, Meg I does don't not know. Fail. 
<laughs> no, I, I just, I honestly, because my sewing style is making it work. I yeah. Think, um, well, actually, I had, I was making a, I know I can think of one. Um, I was making um, a romper I wanted to wear to my bridal shower and it didn't work. Like the fabric was too thick for the romper style. It was like, mm. um, it had this metallic weave in it. It was like a, it was like a twill and it just, like I remember putting it on and Jillian was like, what is that? It was like weird. And I was, I, I sewed on these sheer sleeves to this like thick, heavy, like fabric that like I was supposed to like, it cinched into the waist and it was supposed to blouse over, but it wasn't lightweight enough to blouse. So it just mm. looked like I was a marshmallow. And but what <laughs> I did is I just, <laughs> so that was a fail. And I actually, I ended up wearing another dress that I, I made. So that was fine. Um, but I ended up just cutting off the, the romper above the elastic casing. So it looks like a paper bag waist pair of shorts. And now it's like a beach shorts cover up. So cute. <laughs> that is the exact problem I had with my boiler suit fail. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the, it's a twill and yeah. it's supposed to, there's an elastic casing yeah. and it's supposed to but like, it doesn't blouse, mm-hmm. but it doesn't drape the right way. It so. just sticks yeah. out. It doesn't kind of like, exactly. Go like, Oh, over it. It just kind of goes, rah. <laughs> no one else can see my. You're doing the perfect ex- impersonation of fabric that. Is- yes, the gestures are magnifique. <laughs> not, Hopefully not. Hopefully, my sounds also translate what my hands are doing. <laughs> <laughs> murp, murp, murp. <laughs> but I had, um, before I forget, I just wanted to say um, for. There's you if you don't have rulers and pa- and you don't have pattern hacking knowledge, what you can still pattern hack by, um, especially I would do this a lot with Berta patterns. If you know that your size that you sew in, just swapping out like this sleeve into this like if you mm. have two patterns with you can just swap in different pieces and there's nothing to cut away. Like if you have dresses with a waistline seam, like Berta would always hit at the same waistline seam and. You can just swap in the tops and That's the skirts cool. for them, and 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 so it's like you can have like a library of just sleeves and tops, and 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 you just like swap them in, and you don't need to know how to use a ruler. You just still tape them together, and you just mix and match. So that, that's a way to incorporate pattern hacking if you're not comfortable using trace offs or cutting into things, or you know. So that's just a, a tip that I have. Yeah, that's a definite benefit of using the same, think, yeah. you know, pattern company uh-huh. or pattern designer because uh-huh. um, you can, yeah, with all that, con- with the consistency, you can make those kinds of swaps. Finally, um, thinking about your career as a pattern hacker, um, what are some pattern hacking lessons that you've learned, like deep life lessons? <laughs> Choose the right fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Choose the (laughs) right fabric. She's listening into our fail. She's like, I think you might need to choose the right fabric. (laughs) Yeah, guys. (laughs) I can just fix all of your problems based on how you just described them to me, and it's pick better fabric. Uh, Pretty much. That's like, I love that. That's perfect. (laughs) Hey, I'm contributing, guys. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I love that. I was, I didn't think of that, actually. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I like pattern hacking. I think it's like a, it's a nice different way of sewing. If you are, you know, if you sew a lot of basics and you're just, you churn them out and you're creating your 
me made wardrobe. It can be really fun to try pattern hacking. It's really different um, to kind of get into the math and the geometry of pattern Uh, shapes and try uh to experiment with those. I think it's also really fun to, to kind of get into those make it work moments and come up with those creative solutions as you go. I feel like it, when I'm in like the midst of a pattern hack, it feels, I feel kind of obsessed. I'm like, I, I can't let it go until I figure out how I'm going to (laughs) make these pieces work together. Or, you know, I, I really, it's kind of nice to immerse yourself a little bit more deeply in a project like that. But I also will say, um, because of that, like it, it can, I have been my most like mad at sewing and disappointed by doing pattern hacking that, that didn't work out. I feel like because you're, maybe you're just invested on a different level. Yeah. You're invested Um, and, and you've got a vision in your head and you're going for it and yeah, it can just be, it can be, um, disappointing. So that's why I kind of like intersperse some easier projects in the mix. And it's like personal. It's something that you're trying to personalize. It's not a pattern that's yeah. just out there with the fabric. Like it is truly unique. Um, and yeah, so maybe uh, that. What, what was the question again? <laughs> what, what don't you deep do? Deep life lessons like, from pattern hacking. Lessons. Oh, geez. <laughs> they don't even oh. have to be deep. I mean, if there's any like, I've definitely learned a lot about um, like pant rise from pattern hacking. Oh, yes. From, yeah. I mean, you're basically just in there like fiddling around with things. And I I feel like you learn a lot by doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes even using the right like – utensil, is that the right word for like a pen or something? Tool. still call it a utensil? A tool. Oh, a writing (laughs) implement. Yes. If it's a pencil. Are those still yeah. called utensils or no? Is that I don't, just make I don't that up? think so. Utensils generally mean the things you eat. Sounds wrong with. to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I just, you want I, implement. Or okay. instrument? Do you want Instru- instrument? Yes. You're uh, a correct drawing instrument. Um, because sometimes <laughs> if you use like. All of uh, them sound wrong to me now. I thought about it way too hard. <laughs> now I'm playing my pen like the flute. <laughs> no. Um, like if you use like too thick of markers and stuff, uh, sometimes the lines can be so thick. Yeah. And if one time I drew like lots of panel lines and I used a Sharpie and each one of those lines was like uh, an eighth of an inch thick. And then when I'm retracing them, if I don't trace them on either side, like you end up with a piece that's in the end, like an inch shorter. So mm-hmm. just using like a thin, I would just use pencil to start out with. Uh, and then the best thing is use a digital pattern. So if it doesn't work out, you can yeah. change it again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely part oh. of my um, pattern hacking plan for sure. Yeah. So question plan. for you guys, just out of curiosity, if you're using a digital pattern, do you have a tendency to um, print out another version or do you um, trace it off when you're hacking? I definitely, I, I will just hack and hack and hack and then eventually need to print out another version of my pattern. I have I have a bunch of patterns like that that I've like so, so you just work on your original back together. Exactly. Oh, I print one out um each time that I do, do one cuz I like to keep um I like mm-hmm. to um keep them if I like the hack or I have the original. Yeah. And then I do like trace off. So I have my mm-hmm. master plan if I'm okay. doing style lines and then I just do trace off. So, but then I want to, if I want to make that again in the original, like if I want to make a new 
hack to it, I print off a new one for a new master pattern for new trace-offs type of thing. So yeah, I keep I keep printing. Um, okay. But yeah. I was just curious. And But I do really want to try and experiment with some um, like actual digital pattern hacking and trying to do it on the computer. I've been oh, cool. really wanting to, because, you know, I've kind of, I just, I, I know in our episode, um, we had, it feels like forever ago since we've covered non like quarantine sewing topics, <laughs> but like expanding our skills, like doing some digital pattern drafting and design has always, um, I want to do that and experiment with hacking that way. Well, thanks now so all much, I wanted, you guys. I just I know. all I want to do is hack. I'm just like looking at things around my studio. It's like Yay! I can hack this and I can have that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Let's take a quick break and then we'll um come back for our second segment. Yeah. I'm not sure anyone knows absolutely everything there is to know about sewing, but I'm sure that sewists who are just starting out have some pretty substantial gaps in their knowledge, which can lead to some serious sewing bloopers. Um, Our listener Danica suggested that it might be fun to talk about some of our early sewing oopsies. So here we go. (laughs) Um, To get started, let me just ask you guys to remind us, how did you start sewing, how old you were, and who taught you? Amanda. All right, I can go. Um, I, I definitely, I remember sewing with my mom. Um, I think I was probably like five or six and I would just, I was watching her sew. And then mm-hmm. I think when I was kind of like, probably in the age range of about 15 was when I sewed my first dress from a pattern. Um, and definitely on and off since then, as I dabble in all the other crafts known to man. Of course. Nice. Meg. Um, I started sewing, I think I was like 11 or 12, um, and I just wanted to make a lime green dress to wear for my grading graduation. I couldn't find one. I said, I want to make one. My mom didn't know how to sew, so she put me in sewing lessons in the neighborhood. So that's how I learned. And then, nice. Yeah. And as for me... Outside of a short stint in home ec when I was in middle school, (laughs) from which I retained nothing, um, I started learning when I was in college, um, when I went into a costume construction. Well, actually, technically, it wasn't costume construction. I started learning when I was in my uh, technical education costuming um, class. There's a tech ed, which was the basic stuff, and then a practicum. And then after you did those, you could go into the full costume construction class. So I learned, um, I learned through actual um, formal instruction um, from my teachers in those classes. Um, so yeah, I think that's all kind of different places where we started. And I think that will inform to some extent um, what happened to us as we got started. So let's talk with, let's talk about the most basic mistakes. What kind of issues do you remember running into in your early sewing days? Well, I would say, um, I would say fabric selection is yeah. a huge one. Um, but that's something that I still occasionally get wrong. And I would just like to say, like, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I still make a lot of mistakes and I think that you like, <laughs> yeah. and it's because I'm like trying new things and I'm yeah. mm-hmm. um, trying to be experimental. And um, so I just, I, I don't, I don't know. There hasn't really been a point where I like stop making mistakes. Cause I don't know. I love that about sewing. Like you continue to learn, you continue to, yeah. 
you know, you have those failures and then you <laughs> do it different next time. Um, but fabric selection, I mean, I definitely early on was very tempted by all the fun, like quilting cotton prints out there and tried to make myself many a garment with quilting cottons that just, mm-hmm. you know, did not oh. drape and were not comfortable to wear. Um, and then I think also more recently, um, when I started sewing with knits, I ran into a lot of those issues as yeah. well um, with mm-hmm. fabric because then you're dealing with stretch percentages and different kinds of drapes and different kinds of, um, you know, fabric compositions that all impact yeah. the finished garment in a different way. So I think I think probably um, fabric selection is a big one for me. And also a lot of fit issues early on, Um, you know, either, you know, really not paying attention to the finished measurements, not paying attention to the size chart um, and doing my aspirational size instead of my actual size (laughs) definitely um, caused some issues early on in my sewing career. Well, it can be a like hard transition if you're used to ready to wear um, sizing totally. going into pattern oh, yeah. sizing. It's completely different. I know my friend, she started sewing again and she's asking me like, um, what, like, she's like, it, it says I'm supposed to be this size, but I like, I would never There's buy no that way. size in stores. Right. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's different and getting more different oh. all the time. You know, the oh, problem I, know. I are, always had. Um, when I was so, especially when I was sewing um, like the big four patterns, I'm really short waisted, and even so, anything oh, yeah. fitted came up really short on me. I always felt like, mm. why is this not at my actual waist? Because my actual mm-hmm. waist is really high anyway. How high is this on everybody else? Um, I have never figured out what the issue was there. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, you definitely learn about the shape of your body as you sew, mm-hmm. and I think that's yeah. like. I don't know. I could see that being a negative, but for me, it's really been a positive, like Mm -hmm. to just have kind of like a realistic perspective about how my body is shaped and what I need to do. Like it's kind of just more of like a matter of a, of fact kind of a thing um, than any judgment at all. But yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Fitting is tricky. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I I've yet to read it, but I it's definitely on my to read list. But I've noticing. I know it's kind of off topic, but um, as we were just talking about this, it just reminded me. Um, on the socialists, uh, Jillian's writing a blog series, and I, um, she started the first one about sewing for, um, gaining weight, and so how to like. I think she's modifying some garments, just kind of being conscious as home sewers, like you know, when that happens, like how do we sew for that and stuff. So I think that's yeah. really interesting and um, I'm really excited to, to read it. And I think she's getting um, some other sewists for that kind of series. And I think it will be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but awesome. What, yeah. What I did when I was, uh, <laughs> when I was just starting off sewing, I would never take into consideration closures and getting in and out of garments. Uh-huh. I would make so many like tops, yeah, in quilting cotton that would be high neck. And like, how do I get into, how do I put my yeah. head on? Oh, you need a zipper. I was so, like, I didn't, like, I just didn't understand. I'm like, but it's like a top. And it took like, uh, yeah, just like lots of 
um, failing and stuff to, and you'd make a skirt and you'd just sew the side seams and you're like, how do now, how do I get this on? (laughs) Um, So that was my big fumbles when I was, uh, starting sewing. And I actually, I remember, um, just using a lot of Velcro. I would like literally sew things and just put Velcro up like the center back. And that was, (laughs) I could get in and out of it before I learned how to sew zippers and stuff. Oh, it's funny. So that was my big thing. (laughs) Uh, You know, I realized when I, when I started sewing again and started sewing like garments that I would, you know, build up my wardrobe and be really wearable. I realized that in my early sewing days, I don't really ever remember paying that much attention to seam allowance. Oh, yeah. You know, I I feel like I just, I I don't know what I did, but I don't remember paying attention to it or like figuring out at the start of a project what the seam allowance was and sticking to that. I just don't, I don't remember that at all. So I think I just didn't pay it very much attention. You know, to this day, (laughs) my husband always sews um, with the fabric at the edge of the foot, no matter what foot he's using. I think I did that that exact thing. Yeah, you just find your thing. I don't remember doing that one. Um, I do remember I had a major problem at the beginning with uh, putting my forgetting to put right sides together before I sewed a seam. Oh, yes. Yes. And I will say that that is not something that has entirely gone away. I think it has been relatively recently that I had to pull something out because I sewed the right side to the wrong side. Um. I can't remember quite how recently, but I think it was in the past six weeks. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you, well, yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. I mean, that it's a very basic mistake, um, but it's one that you still, if you're if you're just going, you sometimes you just don't check, and then you think yeah. you've got the right sides mm-hmm. together, and you don't. Especially, I think it might have yeah. been when I was working with uh, a fabric that didn't have a really distinct right and wrong side, so it was it wasn't easy to see. And um, I also um, I also remember having several garments that probably could have used some interfacing that did not go yeah. have any interfacing in them. And then I remember one incident where I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention when I cut my interfacing or something. I don't know, but I ended up interfa- interfacing the right side of something. Um, I think the, the same, it was, it was the same on both sides, that fabric, but um, in the end, they were lapels. They were big dramatic lapels on like a ring, ring master sort of um, jacket. And when I went to sew it, I discovered that I had two that of the same side. I had like two right sides because mm-hmm. I had put the interfacing on the wrong side of the other of the other one. Um, so I remember that happening. Um, but I agree actually that my that looking back, I think a lot of my mistakes, um, and I think this is not this is not a thing that has really stopped, um, does come back exactly like you said, to choosing the wrong fabric. Um or not understanding how to choose fabric well. Um, and I think it's true We've uh, well, you two have both told a story from within the past year about picking um, about picking a poor poor fabric. Um, my big um, my big uh, Vienna fail was because I chose a knit fabric to do the Antero shell with and did not properly size down for a knit fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's you know I think I think it was my biggest trip up as a beginning sewist. 
um, because it was just, I was looking for color more than I was looking for something that would actually work for the pattern I was trying to make. Um, This is the color I want. So that's fine. It's like, but, but it's not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I know that now, but even now I still make that mistake. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that even if you're like picking the right weight fabric for the pattern, you sew something up and it just something about it doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. the scale of the stripe isn't right or this, you know, there there are so many reasons why, a f- you know, a particular fabric um, pattern fail happens. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I, I think it it seems normal and natural that that is a learning process, no matter how long you sew. Yeah, per- possibly an eternal learning process. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, I, I think it does come down to there are so many things that can go wrong isn't exactly the word, but can make a fabric the wrong choice for something. Right. Um, it's, you know, it's the weight or it's the amount of drape or it's the color uh-huh. or it's sometimes it's just the washing instructions. Um, you make something yeah. that's meant to be worn every day, but it has to be dry cleaned. And that was a mistake. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's so many things. And often I find, too, I know Berta does this. Um, I think some other pattern companies t- do this as well. But they'll list in with even in the woven fabric category, a certain like pants or dress pattern needs to be made with wovens with elastane in it. So with mm. that bit of stretch in mm. it, because I know I've made a pair of pants that were didn't have that little bit of elastane. Um, like spandex woven in and they did not fit. So that's like another layer of like a totally fabric selection oops that you can do. Oh yeah. Um, you always have to keep an eye on that sort of stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um I had another like awesome goof that happened yes. when I I mostly sewed with um wovens and then when I made my first knit pattern, it was the Penny Raglan by Grainline Studio. Um not super long ago. Um, but I was used to, you know, using woven bias binding and you want to measure it and make sure you've yeah. got it exactly the same length as your neckline. So when I made that first top, I was like, wait, whoa, this neckband piece is so much shorter than the opening oh. of the neckline. So, of course, I made it longer and it doesn't work the way that it should to no. kind of bring the neckline in. But it's OK because it's kind of got the top has like kind of a ballet top vibe and it can it totally hangs off my shoulder but it looks like it maybe should so um, oh god that was definitely (laughs) a learning moment for me oh definitely yes (laughs) all right any other uh, amazing goofs anyone wants to share i'm seeing a no so um (laughs) let's move on to our sojo segment meg take it away so if um I don't know if Amanda and I will have any any left after our epic sewing weekends not yeah. we'll we'll always have some. So now it's our sojo segment. So what is giving us our sewing mojo for the week? So why don't we have Kate? Why don't you kick us off? What's your sojo? All right. Well, um, like I said, I sewed something. Maybe the sewing uh slump is over. We'll see. Um, but yeah. as we were sitting here, I still have to do my um, my sew your roll um, oh, design. Yes. And uh, Meg and I talked about that a little bit in our Instagram live last week. Yeah. Um, I 
I've been struggling with getting fabric for it. My uh, fabric was black and I don't have a lot of black fabric. So um, I pulled out some uh, knit fabric I have with bright silver skull and crossbones on it. And Meg has declared that to be appropriate for my um, <laughs> sew your roll. <laughs> so I'm going to look at what I can actually get out of it. It's not that much and it's in a couple of pieces. So I'm thinking it's going to have to be a fairly small tank top of some sort. Um, and then I have to work in buttons somehow. So I've kind of mm. been toying here sketching as we were talking about uh, hacking. I've been kind of sketching in a hack to add some buttons on there. So we'll see how that's going to work. But I'm pretty excited to give that a try. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. If you're using a tank and you want a button, you could cut the straps so they're like in, in not adhered and you could do like a button strap like at each uh, kind of shoulder or like a front yoke like they could button up or something. That's kind of what I was same thought. (laughs) Well, so did I. That's actually what I was thinking. Ah, But I think I'm going to do asymmetric and only do it on one side. Oh, cute. Cute. Yeah. And a little Mm. and I think I'm going to do it at a little angle, too. It's going to be it's going to be cute according to my sketch. Gonna get too mm-hmm. nitpicky here, but uh, if I can recall the sew your roll, it said buttons with the oh. S. Well, yes, <laughs> not button, <laughs> not a button, but I am going to be able to fit at least two buttons. Oh, in okay, my so space. okay, we're cl- so there's <laughs> and always if not decorative buttons. I will put on a decorative button somewhere so that I've got two. <laughs> I, was I think that still counts. It's uh, funny, actually. I, I I did the Joanne order online, pick up in store thing for my buttons a couple of, well, it was like six weeks ago now. And um, I I ordered these buttons I really liked, but they only gave me like half of what I ordered because they ran out. Oh, um, no. And so I'm like, I can't use all of the buttons I was originally planning, but I can't really use the pattern I was originally planning either because I don't have the fabric for it. So I'm coming up with a whole new solution. It's going to be great. Nice. So Button. Button. <laughs> no, that's all I can think of. How about you, Amanda? What's your sojo? <laughs> um, I'm definitely on the patchwork everything. Oh kick, my gosh, yes. Which is like, it's bringing me back to my hippie sewing roots. So I'm super <laughs> happy about it. But yeah, I've just, I've loved the, you know, people using their um, scraps and doing that myself has been really kind of inspiring. Of course, I've got you know, stacks of new fabric that I've purchased that are waiting (laughs) to be used. And instead I'm using my scraps, but it's fun. It's been kind of, you know, use your brain in a different way. Use your sewing brain in a different way. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got a couple of other similar kind of projects in mind. So yeah, that's, that's it for me. What about you, Meg? Cool. Well, I'm actually, I just printed out this morning. I'm going to do some hacking actually uh, to make um, on the, um, the Athleisure Capsule Studio Collection, my Sherwood top that I made, I'm doing, since it has like a center front seam, I'm, I want to make, I have this like black and white stretch, um, kind of stretch rib fabric, but it's not like as heavyweight as like a ribbing and it will work for tops. So I'm going to do like a kind of a patchwork, like half Whoa. of it is like, so like the black and white cookie of it, equivalent of like a top or so, and I might do the sleeves like opposite. So, and I want to do long sleeves, so I'm gonna do like that top with the gathering in the front because I need more like comfy knit tops with longer sleeves. Because still in my house, like it's it's not quite warm enough to wear t-shirts, like all these shirts that I made, but it's too 
it's I can't wear a sweater. I get too hot. So I need yeah. like what I'm wearing now. I just mm-hmm. need more of those. So I'm going to be working on that. And I'm super excited so to actually hack up that design then, uh, that I did. So it's printed out and re- ready to go. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So let's do our sew and tell. So last week we asked you, oh my gosh, yes, our fun event, <laughs> our fun <laughs> event game. So what event would you uh, love to sew for and what would you do to make for it? And now I'm just realizing the questions that I pulled were for our other question <laughs> that was, uh, what are you going to, what are your summer sewing plans? So um, we're going to read those as well. Maybe next week I'll pull some, cause I, I do want to know the events and stuff. So, uh, what we'll be reading is actually people's summer sewing plans. Cause we touched on that in the last episode too. We yeah, kind of we asked a, two questions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like these responses though. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are going to be too. inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that we got was from Lisa Poblins on Instagram. Hi, Lisa. Um, who said, I really want to make another version of Simplicity 8689 mm. in cotton gauze. I made some bright colored slips in cotton lawn to go underneath. And of course, I want to make all the breezy tops and elastic waist shorts. Mm. Oh, man. I, I looked up this pattern. I wasn't familiar with it. It is so pretty. It's kind of um, yep. kind of got a boho look to it. Big sleeves, a nice kind of front yoke to it. Um but this is definitely trending because I can't remember what this trend was called, but it was kind of the overlay with um, so the lighter weight um, yes. fabric mm-hmm. on the outside and then the um, slip underneath. So yeah. totally cute, totally on trend. I love it. So on trend. Yeah, love nice. that. Oh, and gauze right now. Oh, yeah. I just can't get enough. Can't get enough. <laughs> All right. We also heard from So Haligonian who said, I want to try making a short-sleeved button-up romper out of a lightweight or medium-weight woven fabric. Kind of like a short-sleeve, short boiler suit. I can just picture myself wearing it with my leather crossbody belt bag and sneakers without having to adjust my clothing at all. Hashtag tired of pulling up my pants. (laughs) I love that hashtag. I love that hashtag so much. And that does sound... It does sound super cute. Yeah, I want to click on that hashtag in Instagram and be like, well, who else has posted on I'm tired of pulling up <laughs> my, my pants? pants. <laughs> Could Probably get lots, of, lots of plubbers. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so nice. Okay, so we ha- also had another comment from um, Silly Lil. Um, I think that's how you – there's lots of L's and I's. Silly Lily. Silly Lily. Oh, my gosh. I love that, though. Um <laughs> And they said, this semester I took a flat patterning and draping class. I'm mm-hmm. really excited to start making myself some looks that can customize from concept to wearing, which is awesome. So I love that. And kind of ties in with today's episode even too. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm not going to screw up the sew and tell segment this time and actually remember <laughs> to read the question. <laughs> I'm, I was shocked that Kate put me back on uh, this assignment to read because I've forgotten to ask the questions more than once. So this episode's question <laughs> is, what's your favorite way to hack a pattern? What do you like Ooh. to do? Add panels? Do what I do, eliminate darts. Do you just like to lengthen? Like, let us know and get us inspired to do some more pattern hacking for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need to get on this dangerous. train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And before we go to um, 
thinking about like uh, pattern hacking and making and, you know, where I really learned all of my pattern making um, skills was in fashion school. I just want to give them a bit of a shout out because um, this episode airs on uh, Thursday and Thursday the, what day is that? I think it's the 30th. So on May... Yeah, so on May 1st, on Friday, May 1st, if you're listening to this before that, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'll link this in the show notes, they are the graduating class after the three years, you design a whole collection, you make it, you flat pattern it from concept, and it's really, it takes almost a year. I Like, I remember it took us pretty much the whole final year to produce this collection, but they can't have their live fashion show, which is like they invite industry people. And um, the past several years, I've had the pleasure to be one of the judges and it's a wonderful student showcase and they're doing it live this year. And the theme is uh, zero waste sewing uh, sustainability and I'll be tuning in. So if you want to tune into a sort of a student showcase where I went to school, uh, you can do that and I'll be watching it uh, as well. And I'm excited to see it. So just wanted to plug that in there. Yeah. So find the link in our show notes because I totally yeah. want to check that out. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So fun. Uh, yeah. Lots of memories, great memories from um, producing uh, that collection and that show. So yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, great episode today. Um, I think yeah, it was super inspiring and uh, maybe encouraging a little bit just to remember that we're all still making all of our, all of our mistakes. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally. All yeah. right. Oh, so many hacks I want to do and so many mistakes that I don't want to redo. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. So many future mistakes to be made. So oh, many yes. future mistakes. But it's um, part of the process. It is most mm-hmm. stuff. Totally. All right, everybody. Stay well, stay healthy. Yes, and uh, happy stitching. Happy yeah, stitching. Happy stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. This episode, go to our show notes page at sewdaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeak.com.